coming up on this episode of Nintendo Cartridge Society. Rich beyond our wildest dreams, we enter into another million-dollar bet. Predicting E3 2018, it's dangerous to go alone, so the Nintendo Cartridge Society goes with you. Welcome to Nintendo Cartridge Society. My name is Patrick Ellers. I am joined, as always, by my co-host, Mark Mitchell. We are going to be predicting E3. Probably just the Nintendo part of it, right? Yeah, presumably. Yeah, we don't, we don't have any predictions that aren't Nintendo-related. <laughs> um, but that is what this show is about. If you don't want spoilers for what probably isn't going to happen at E3. <laughs> yeah. If you don't want spoilers for our predictions, right. yeah, don't should, listen to this episode. Should we spoil our predictions before we get to them? <laughs> How many Fire Emblem predictions do you have? Uh, before we get into all of that, we need your help. Uh, we would love for you to rate and review uh, to the show. R- review to the show? It's because I left out the word subscribe. We'd like you to do all these things on Apple Podcasts. Uh, if you, what, what more do we have to say about that? Uh, we just, a, we a, like it's it. It's a way to get guest weather back. It's a way to get guest weather back. We're not doing guest weather unless someone tells us what weather to uh, comment on. And it makes a huge difference mm-hmm. uh, in discoverability for the show. Yeah. And we really appreciate it. And we appreciate everyone who has <laughs> who has done so already. I also left out words. We Look, we're leaving out words. It's because we're saving all the words for our predictions, right? And what words they will be. Yes. What wonderful words before... Even that, though, um, we are going to record an episode coming up very shortly, beginning of June, about who is the best starter Pokemon. Who or which? How do we re- refer to Pokemon? Do we, call them, do we call them what's or do we call them who's? Uh, what? We call them what? We call them what's. Yeah. Okay. Do you like the Pikachu? That's a what. Do you like the Squirtle? That's a who? <laughs> No, they're both what? They're both what? Um, I because you can because mm. Squirtle is a uh, species, right. right? Not a you could name you your Squirtle them, anything. Well, here's the thing: you can give them nicknames. Oh, that's a good point. So maybe they're all named Squirtle. This well, but are we? Just also but black. aren't each and every one of us just human? And then our parents give us nicknames for which <laughs> think, we are known. I think that's right. Yeah, <laughs> I think legally on my birth certificate it says human. So look, we're a couple of idiots. We don't know about all of the Pokemon starters. So if you have a starter that you would like to represent that you want us to not leave off our list of best starters, you can email us at Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. Or if there's a starter that you really want to knock down a few pegs. Yeah, you think Cyndaquil is garbage? You need to write into us and tell us why. It's a fiery porcupine. I think it's kind of cool. Uh, but we would love to get all of that input uh, again. You know, we've really only said starters from the first two generations right now. We're leaving out a ton. We need your input on this. Mark, let's get into our predictions. Let's do it. First, though, maybe a little update about some Pokemon on Switch. Yeah, this is E3 adjacent maybe well yes I, I, there there were uh rumors that surfaced during this week that i think inform what our predictions about e3 
may be, right? Uh, not mine, but I appreciate if it informed yours. I don't think Pokemon is going to be at E3 either way. So it informed mine in that I also was like, you know what? I'm not going to make any Pokemon predictions. Gotcha. I'm going to leave Pokemon mm-hmm. off of my prediction slate. But so uh, let's talk a little bit about the rumors that have been surfacing now. Uh, I, if you would like to read a ton about this, uh, I would like to recommend the Polygon article, um, which is just called uh, Pokemon Switch Rumors Leave Fans Guessing About the Next Game, um, subtitled, There are a lot of supposed Pokemon Switch hints, but not all of them are believable. Now, I take slight issue with this Umbridge article. <laughs> yes, with this article, because the author of it um, positions these games as like spinoff titles, which based on my understanding of the rumors, is not really true. So there is a part of the rumor uh, that said, or that suggests... Okay, so the, the rumor is um, that they are Pokemon Let's Go, uh, Pikachu, and Eevee, right? That right, those... so two editions of the game, mm-hmm. Pokemon Let's Go, Pikachu, Pokemon Let's Go, Eevee. And part of the like gameplay rumor, uh, I'm pulling this from the, uh, from the Polygon article, um, an anonymous user on do 4chan wrote, Let's Go would be uh, Pokemon Yellow remakes for Switch, sold in both Pikachu and Eevee editions. Uh, the games would star Red and Blue, the original trainer, trainer and rival from the first generation franchise of the franchise. Uh, as for gameplay, the user said that the Pokemon would both follow the player and offer their help to clear path, surf, and perform other typically moveset-based actions. Well, here's... If it's a remake of Yellow... Right. How could it be a? It's not a spinoff. It's a remake. That's like calling, like Soul, mm. S- Silver, or whatever that. Right. The the other remakes. It's like calling those spinoffs. Right. Yeah. It might have different heart like heart gold. Heart gold. That's there we it. Go. <laughs> uh, it might have updated mechanics. It might have some. It's probably going to be different in some way. Like the big part of the rumor is that. It'll have some sort of cross functionality with like Pokemon Go. Yes. And then maybe capturing Pokemon itself is a little bit more like Pokemon Go. But um it they sound like remakes to me, not spin-offs. Uh so, so some of the uh evidence that people have been pointing to as um evidence, I guess, of this is a a logo surfaced. Um it doesn't really look like finished product to me though. Right. It looks like hand drawn. Um and uh, there has just been, um, among uh, Pokemon social media platforms, there have been a lot of images of the Pikachu and the Eevee paired together um, on, uh, you know, like the official Pokemon Twitter and Instagram and all that stuff. A lot of, you know, I guess, industry insiders, leakers, rumor mongers yes. that uh, <laughs> we regularly follow all seem to be corroborating aspects of this, including like the... Pikachu and Eevee editions. So yeah. it seems like there's fire here somewhere. So maybe, but it. I think it's also, I think p- even the people who are excited about it are a little bit like they're keeping their distance from it a little bit. Um, Serebii.net is a, uh, a Pokemon fan site. Um, and the guy who runs it, whose name is Joe Merrick, uh, uh, when he announced or when he like started reporting on the stuff for the site, um, he tweeted, I am so unbelievably conflicted uh, about whether the information is, is accurate and said that he feels sick, but it would feel like he was ignoring his duty and not reporting on it. Well, uh, uh, Emily Rogers, yep. who is now an indie game developer, but for a long time was like um, 
just did a lot of reporting on the industry and had leaked a lot of stuff in the past or reported on leaks in the past. Right. Um, I had a lot of that early um, like Mario Rabbids stuff. Yeah. 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 Um, she has kind of like said that this is true or seems to be hinting that this is fairly accurate and has said that uh, the new Pokemon for Switch should be re- uh, revealed later this month. Uh, so that's exciting. And I do think that if whatever whatever information we find out about the new Pokemon game, we will find out within the next month and it won't be at E3. Yeah, I totally agree, is, is, is my guess. Okay, so uh, I do hope they have better names than Let's Go, than Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu, Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. I also think it's weird to like put the name of a Pokemon in the name of the game. That's never been done oh, before, Oh, sure. Right? Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I mean, Pokemon Yellow was already a remake or, you know, like already like a third version <laughs> sure. of Red and Blue. Yeah. That's a good point. I don't know. I I feel like with anything Nintendo uh, or Nintendo related, yeah. uh, past behavior is not necessarily going to be indicative of what they do in the future sure the past is not prescriptive anymore because it's it's a whole new nintendo now and this makes sense it makes sense to me for a title that includes the words pokemon and go in it sure sure you think that they're pokemon go is still enormously popular yeah i definitely think there's going to be some sort of cross functionality between the two uh do you think that the eevee stands a chance of being anywhere near as pop popular as the pikachu version of this game i would guess that among hardcore pokemon fans like people who have played the game in the past um eevee will be significantly more popular but pikachu may be like the i think he just gets like the the masses yeah exactly where it's like he has the most recognition of almost any character period (laughs) yeah like he's up there with mickey mouse mascot yeah um and like, especially for Switch owners, which I think is a different audience than the 3DS owner. Um, like Pokemon games have been Nintendo handheld games forever, um, and so I think those people are will be very excited about the Eevee. But you know, your buddy that picked it, uh, picked up the Switch because Zelda and uh, Super Mario Odyssey. If they're going to da- tap into a new Pokemon game, they're going to go for the Pikachu. I also think that. With that sort of um, mentality in mind, that it's like, oh, maybe a lapsed Nintendo player picked up the Switch. Yeah. I think returning to Red and Blue, returning to the Kanto region, makes yeah. a lot of sense in that way. The same way that like last year, Call of Duty returned to World, yeah, War, to II, World War II, where it's mm-hmm. just like, oh, right, I maybe haven't played these games for a long time, but I definitely remember Red and Blue. Right. So Which that's is exciting. also why Pokemon Go was so popular, because it was just the Red and Blue Pokemon for. Yeah, very long time. And then they started introducing like other generations. And the people who cared about Pokemon cared, but everyone else that was playing it casually, like, you know, first of all, had left the platform at that point. Yeah, if they had started with Pokemon Go with Generation 7, I don't think yeah, it no one would have cared if they would have been a Lola Pokemon. Yeah. I do think the one thing that people are going to be disappointed at, and this is obviously purely a guess, is I don't think the Switch, the whatever the Switch games end up being, I think the graphics are going to be mediocre i don't think this is going to be like the beautiful blazing hd pokemon that people are or that some people are hoping for see i would guess that it actually would look pretty good like i uh uh 
the generation we were just talking about, Sun and Moon, um, look really good on the 3DS, and they like tax that thing's hardware, um, and they would look so much prettier just you know up res to HD, not on the um, 3DS uh, screen. So I mean, I, I do expect it to look probably not. It's not. It's not going to look like God of War four, right? <laughs> but I I think it'll probably look pretty good. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see. All right, Mark, we've got that out of the way. Is it time for our predictions? It is, yeah. Okay, so we have come to the table each with five semi-realistic predictions mm-hmm. about what we're going to see at E3. Now, let's, let's try to figure out what, what we mean here, okay? Okay. Do we mean just in Nintendo's presentation, or can some of this stuff come out in the treehouse? Remember last year? Yeah, okay, yeah. I think that's fair. I, yes, it ha- but that's like during E3, so it's not, it yes. doesn't all have to be in the presentation, in like that... 45 minute or an hour long however it ends up being like video presentation on the 12th right uh so anything that happens that tuesday and sure the rest or, of the week yeah maybe? i would just Who say knows? like Who during knows? e3 during e3 okay great so we we have five predictions uh we did not uh we just came up with that specific part of it right now i don't i have no idea what mark is predicting he has no idea what i'm predicting uh so we have our five real ones and then one crazy one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course, we will be keeping track when the thing actually happens. And on the line, as per always, is one million U.S. dollars. And the rules of that bet are just like Powerball. You have to have every prediction right. correct. Right. And Including right. the crazy one. Including the crazy one. Yeah, that's so, the Powerball. And then the other person. I don't person, actually know how the Powerball works. That's For the purposes of this show, that's how Powerball works. <laughs> that you have to get them all and the Powerball, which is the crazy one. Get them all right, and then the other person owes you a million dollars. One million U.S. dollars. Yes. To be paid by the end of E3. Yes. Okay. <laughs> no personal checks. No, that's, yes, cash only. Uh, yeah, cash. U.S. dollars. No Bitcoin. Yeah. Right. Great. Mark, would you like to go first? I will. Okay, so my first prediction mm-hmm. is that Nintendo is going to feature many games at its E3 booth this year, not one. So... The past two years, yes. Uh, last year, it was like Super Mario Odyssey. The entire booth was dedicated to Super Mario Odyssey and demo stations for that mm-hmm. game. The year prior, before the Switch was even revealed, it was all Breath of the Wild running on Wii U's. Yes. Um, I think this year, even though Smash is going to be a big part of it, I think at their booth, they will have playable playable demos of many different games. Sure. So there were playable demos of other games both years, not a ton of them, um, but the booth was, you know, decked out completely for just that game. Does Smash Brothers, is that sort of a weird thing? Because you can be like, oh, uh, there's some Kid Icarus stuff over here and some Fire Emblem stuff over here, but it's all Smash Brothers. <laughs> <laughs> Does that complicate things, Mark? Uh. No, because I think we might see some stuff at this E3 that isn't featured in Smash Brothers. Some, like, franchises. Interesting. Do you have any predictions as to what... This This doesn't. This isn't part of the bet, but do you have any predictions as to what those franchises might be that are, uh, are going to be, like, featured at the booth that aren't Smash? I do, but it's part of my crazy okay. prediction. Okay, all right, all right, all so right. So we'll get there eventually. So my first prediction is also Smash Brothers related, that uh, Super Smash Brothers is, you know, formally revealed uh, with a much smaller roster than people are expecting, with the promise of new content rolling out regularly like Splatoon. In fact, I'm expecting the whole Smash Brothers thing to be Splatoon- Splatoonified, 
right? So that you know we'll have smash fests and um you know you mean like the equivalent of like splat fest like yes exactly um and that there will be some sort of like online lobby thing where you will be able to like go and you know run around as mario or another character maybe even like an avatar that you have within the smash universe um to uh, you know buy little customizations for the characters um and that the whole thing will be heavily informed by splatoon which i think to date is nintendo's most successful like online uh you know massively multiplayer interactive thing so that's what i that's that's my prediction is small roster um and the whole thing is splatoonified do you have an idea or like of how splatfest would work in something like super smash brothers i guess it would pretty much be the same like it wouldn't matter what you would just your avatar yeah or even if you were running around in this smash inkopolis type thing even if you were running around as like Link or whichever character you choose to be, you could still choose a side, yeah. and then any character you wanted to fight as, right, would and be yeah, or, or it would be like that. There's just like one game mode that like everyone gets dumped into for the weekend, and like you pick a side, and you know you're you have like a, a color palette that matches that, and you just represent that. That side. could be cool. Um, and that every you know maybe like every week for a while, a new character comes out, and there's like a festival around that character coming out. Um, and so, like, you go into a four-player match, and one person randomly is that new character. And it's just, like, that's the only way to play as the character for the weekend. Or, you know, something. Something to really eventize. There are so many little events inside every Smash Brothers. And usually we get those in terms of, like, character reveal trailers and stuff like that. But Nintendo's been so quiet about what this game is. And, you know, everyone's expecting it to come out in September with the online service. It's definitely coming out this year. We are running out of time to like find out what these things are, um, and so if they just build all of that event stuff and all that hype into the game itself instead of the lead up to the game, I think like I think that's their model. And I mean, we've already seen this. them do something very similar with Arms. Yep. So it's not crazy. It's not like oh no, this is just a uh, Splatoon thing. Yeah, and I mean, Arms is obviously a much smaller scale. You know, it's like three or four characters that came to it. I'm expecting you know like half the roster to be left off the. Uh, like release they could do the same with stages you know like they could uh yeah introduce new stages it also just makes sense with this idea of like try uh this is like nintendo to my mind nintendo's like games as a service type thing where absolutely we're just extending instead of you buying smash brothers and then getting your fill in the first couple weeks and then having it drop off if we slowly introduce new characters, new modes, new yeah. stages, then it's just a way to keep people coming back. I also think that, well, and this isn't part of a prediction, but um, that, well, the virtual console may be dead, that they will bring back classic games and time them to the release of new Smash characters. That'd be awesome. So, like, Simon Belmont's uh, showing up in Smash Brothers. Here are Castlevania's 1, 2, 3, and Super now available on uh, on Switch. Like, I don't know how that's not perfect right like it would be so much fun to play a simon belmont you'd be like oh he's so cool i gotta get these games and then you're buying castlevania 3 for the third time yeah that that sounds great okay so my next prediction is that we're going to see a new zelda oh but that it's going to be on 3ds using the link between worlds engine okay that's interesting um now are you uh dissuaded at all or discouraged at all by the fact that the presentation is stated to be just switch games 
Uh, Treehouse Live. I understand. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I think. Yep. I think this is going to be. It could potentially be a Samus Returns type situation. Sure. That in. The oh wait, no, no. That was that was uh, revealed in the. No, it wasn't. It was. Uh, no, wasn't it Metroid Four and Samus Returns? We didn't find out about Samus Returns until the until Treehouse in, Live. Until the Treehouse after. Okay, yeah. so then yes, I do think it'll be. I think it'll be a Treehouse Live type reveal. Wow. Well, that's pretty crazy, Mark. That is pretty crazy. Now, my heart, you know, of course, in my heart, I want it to be for Switch. Right. But we've talked about before. I think this is one of those 3DS titles oh. that... Yeah. <laughs> there is one more. It, there is at least one more 3DS game that's going to come out that we're all going to go, what the... Why Why do I have to get my 3DS out again? And, there will be one more. And I, I guess they've used the Link Between Worlds engine for, like, Triforce Heroes, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's... So it's not like it was just like a one and done, but you think, just you think there's ma- more it makes there? it just makes sense to me. But uh, Triforce Heroes is already like a sequel, or not Triforce Heroes, sorry. Uh, Link Between Worlds is already like a sequel to Link to the Past. Do you think it's like that same world or no? I just think it's like using that running on that engine. Sure. So it'll still is, be that like isometric. Sure. Is this possibly the remake of um, Link's Awakening? Oh, ac- yeah. Actually, maybe it is. Maybe it is the remake of Link's Awakening. That would be great. I would not feel bad about opening up my 3DS to I play that. I guess I wouldn't. I mean, anytime something doesn't come to Switch ever on, <laughs> you know, like from any we're, publisher, we're talking it about hurts anything, a little bit. Any video game, any non-video game. If Mark has to eat pancakes not on his Switch, he's not happy it about it. It hurts a little bit. Um, that's a good prediction. My next prediction, number two, is that uh, a Mario Golf game is announced, riding on the highs of both Mario Tennis Aces and Golf Story. Uh, it'll have some kind of adventure mode in it, um, and the subtitle for it will be like uh, Mario Golf Birdie or something that starts with a B, uh, and that that's going to be the pattern for the Mario sports games as they come out, because Aces is a big red A, uh, Golf a big a big B, you know, and then like Strikers will be something C, uh, and so that's that that's that's my prediction. Do you think it'll, this is not part of the million dollar bet, but do you think it'll come out this year? No, I think that'll come out next. And I understand that the, uh, the uh, presentation is Yeah, but they love telling us that they and love, then like yes. dropping, you know, like a Metro, Metro Prime, Prime 4. 4 yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, I, I don't necessarily think it'll be this year, but I think they want to um, like drop the seeds of, uh, you know, that M- Mario sports games uh, can be good and can be something that we're excited about and they like have a, a new branding for them with this like big alphabet thing okay my third prediction is that new super mario brothers u is is getting like a release on switch new super mario brothers u okay yeah uh i feel like that's the last big wii u title uh-huh that uh didn't really get the uh, audience that it deserves or like could have if nothing else sure because it was on the wii u and we have seen pretty much every wii u to switch remaster be more successful than the wii u, ver- wii u version uh-huh. sales wise it seems like from everything we've seen donkey kong country tropical freeze is yep, continuing that better. trend yeah. like it's basically a new game to most people and everybody loves 2d mario Okay, so I, th- I think it's I think it's going to come to Switch. I think that's maybe a pretty safe bet. I'm going to throw in my third prediction here because it is remarkably similar 
Super Mario 3D World comes out, uh, has some kind of appearance, either as a port of the Wii U game or they make a sequel to it or something. Um, and uh, that will, they'll, in the presentation, they will pivot from Captain Toad to uh, 3D World, either a port or a, um, a, a proper sequel to it. So I think those are like two big. Nintendo Mario games that right now are trapped on the Wii U that not everyone got to play and that everyone would love on Switch. So I think either of these are maybe just as likely. Yeah. So 3D World to me seems to muddy the waters a little bit. Mm. I feel like Tell me you, why. I feel like you have if you bring 3D or sorry if you have bring New Super Mario Brothers U or any New Super Mario Brothers game to the Switch, then you're like ah here's 2D Mario. You know, like classic yes. side-scrolling yes. Mario, mm-hmm. and then we already have Odyssey, which is like a new form of Mario, which but also a return to like N sixty four era sure. Super Mario Sunshine, and then three D World is its own cool yeah. thing, yeah. But it's its own thing that you're like, where does this fit in? Where my lizard brain can't handle this. My I'm going crazy. Brain. I just want to sun on a rock and eat flies. <laughs> So that's uh, that's why I think it's less likely that 3D World will come. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you think? I feel like it doesn't fit neatly into the Mario paradigm. Sure. What do you think about new Super Mario All Stars, a collection of the new Wii Super version? Mario. Would it include like the DS all ones? All, all four. Let, let's get let's get them all in there. Um, I mean, may, maybe it just ends up being New Super Mario Brothers Wii, Wii U, and Luigi U. Yeah, I uh, that wouldn't shock me. Yeah, uh, yeah, that that might be a good way to, but I honestly I think you're if you're Nintendo you're looking at at how like Pokemon tournament has sold and you're like yeah oh can we I was Pokemon tournament at full price but basically like can we get away with selling uh new Super Mario Brothers U for sixty bucks and the answer might be yeah yeah we can. maybe you so can. why would we like why bundle in the other ones yeah I guess that's a good point I, the um the version of New Super Mario uh, Brothers U that I have has Luigi U packed into it. Um, so I, I would hope that if they did that, they would at that least would include make the, the Luigi yeah. U stuff. Again, this is... Uh, we played through New Super Mario Brothers U, mm-hmm. liked it, enjoyed it. Would I rather have a... In this instance, would I rather have a completely new 2D side-scrolling Mario? Yeah, of yeah course. absolutely. Oh, I mean, I think, I think for, bo- for both of our predictions, I think we would rather have like new Super Mario Brothers Switch or Super Mario 3D World 2 6D World? I don't know. <laughs> 4D World? I don't know. I don't know how the math works on that. Um, but yeah, I, just as far as like ports are concerned, and I think that any ports that we don't hear about at E3 um that we're done. Oh, you think so? I think I think we're a year and a half into the system's life cycle um that we just we got to we got to be done with Wii U ports at some point. Yeah, I guess I'm trying to think. Did we did at E3 last year? Did we basically know Nintendo's lineup for the rest of the year? Were there any other crazy? I mean, I know we didn't know about third party titles like Doom, right, or, or LA Wolfenstein until stuff, until yeah. later. But as far as Nintendo first party went, I think there wasn't any. Yeah, I mean, because that that's when we got like a, a date for Mario Odyssey, right? Uh huh. Um and. Uh yeah, I think we knew about everything at that point because like Fire Emblem Heroes was around that same time, or not Heroes Warriors, um and like Xenoblade 
So I, I think I think that was yes. I think that marched us through the end of the. So year. I think you're. So I agree with you then. I think that if we don't hear about a port, it seems less likely to me that 2019 will see a lot of uh, Wii U ports. Yeah, although we are seeing in 2019 a DS game ported to the 3DS. So what do we know? <laughs> All right, Mark. What 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 do you got next? Oh, uh, I think we're finally going to hear about Pikmin Four. Hey. This is my fifth prediction. <laughs> so t- t- tell me what, what you have for Pikmin 4. Uh, I don't really have... I mean, I think co-op is going to be a big part of it. Oh, interesting. I uh, think you're going to have like same screen mm-hmm. uh, co-op. I think it falls into Nintendo's, um, you know, like play together, play anywhere. Yeah. Uh, uh, kind of like mantra that they have going for the Switch. And th- yeah, that that's pretty much what I'm expecting to see. Maybe a Lady Olimar? That already exists, right? It does already yeah, exist. Uh-huh. Uh, Brittany is her name. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's uh, not Olimar. It's the other one uh, ca- calling for her. Brittany. <laughs> um, yeah, my my prediction says Pikmin Four. It's just another Pikmin game. <laughs> like I'm not I'm not expecting it to be totally different from the previous entries. Um, I think Pikmin is sort of a smaller, um, like you know, a smaller game in the Nintendo canon. And they just need to put the game out on Switch um, for people to see it and love it and be like, ah, oh, Pikmin, what a great game. Yeah, I feel like, I mean, I, I haven't played Pikmin 3 um, that was on the Wii U. Yeah, Pikmin and, 3 is the only one I've played. And it seems that's one that like, yeah, I guess you could do a, you could do a Switch port of that because uh, a fraction of a fraction played Pikmin 3 yeah. on the Wii U. Yeah. Um. But it doesn't feel like that franchise has the cultural like cash to get away with it. Yeah, is it bigger in Japan? Um, no, I think it's a uh like middle of the road franchise worldwide. Sure. I mean the uh, the sci fi stuff tends to play bigger outside of Japan. Like Metroid is not a big uh title. It's not really a big title anywhere, I guess. Um, but it is more popular in the States than it is in Japan. Yeah, I think the Metroid games, or at least like the first two, have all sold respectively. Respectably? Yeah. But um, like I think the first one sold over a million units, and it, it was player's choice on like the uh, GameCube. Yeah. But I don't think it like pushed much more than that. Yeah. So that's, I, it's, it's, uh, and also we have been hearing for, years now right that pikmin 4 is in the works um so you know that's that's got to come out at some did point. that hate pikmin game has did that come out oh yeah it came out and <laughs> was reviewed poorly okay um, i did you remember did, did you play the demo of it when because the, there was a, a demo on the 3ds no i didn't, I didn't play the demo um it was uh you know it gave you the option to play through three different levels like a, an easy one a medium one and a hard one and they were all super easy um, the game essentially amounts to uh, moving Olimar back and forth and then just like tapping on things on the screen for him to throw um, Pikmin at. And it just, you know, without the like 3D and like ex- exploration elements of it, the game is just like, do this, do this, do this. It's like doing chores. <laughs> that sounds awful. I, that's, that's I really forgot that that game came out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, all right. So we are now down to our final predictions. Mark's number five and my number four. <laughs> Because I also, the Pikmin was, uh-huh. was, was also mine. Um, so, Mark? Oh, most multi-platform. So, this is just speaking at E3 in general. Okay, a blanket statement. The marquee third-party r- titles are not, 
anything like are not going to be released on Switch. Sure. So you're saying that like Bethesda's conference. Yeah, I don't think if we, I don't yeah. think like anything like obviously we know like Rage Two not coming to Switch. Right. Right. Red Dead Redemption Two not, not coming, coming to, to Switch. Switch. Like any of like those big new Assassin's Creed not coming to Switch. Right. Um, Do you think we will see uh like, and this doesn't have to be part of your prediction, but uh like big marquee style games from those kind of publishers coming out on switch that are just like designed for it specifically i don't i or i feel like the um through no fart fault of their own right (laughs) no fart of their (laughs) own no fart of their own (laughs) um mark i love that (laughs) that like the switch's success has come a little bit too late for third parties, for like the big third party developers yeah. to bring their marquee games to it. Yeah. Because, and that financially they don't need to because the PS4 is so huge worldwide. Um, it's 78 like, million sold. Yeah. It's and like plus the Xbox One, it's, it's the reason why Monster Hunter World doesn't need to be on Switch to be successful. Right. That game can sell enormously. And that is tr- uh, on the two, uh, my, on the Microsoft and Sony consoles alone. And I think that's true of, any big title mm-hmm. that a third party wants to make and techno and from like a technology perspective none of those proprietary third party engines have been created with yeah. the switch in mind mm-hmm. and so it doesn't i i think it does i think what we will see going forward with the switch is a more third party like japan support right sure. where like we'll see ps4 and switch titles that are releasing at the same time um, and I think we will see what Square Enix has said they're going to do, um, which and, is and Bandai Namco, and, and right? Which is this yeah. like idea of um, m- almost like middle tier titles, yeah, that maybe would have been on handhelds in the past, but can find a home on the Switch. Uh, so I think that'll be disappointing for people who are hoping that like uh, whatever Bethesda's bit you know, but uh, next right. game is going to be... Or, like, whatever Rocksteady is working on. Right. Or, like, the new Mortal Kombat game or, you know, what, whatever. Any any of that, like, really high-profile stuff. I think you're right. And and not that they can't come eventually, like, uh, like Wolfenstein has. I just yeah. don't think they're going to be, like, uh, coming out at the same time as the other platforms. I, I think it, no game has been... That is being announced at E3 2018 will have had the time to yeah. make a switch port and then uh in the future you will have people making ps5 and whatever the next xbox game is called and so the switch doesn't necessarily fit in there either yeah how far away do you think we are from that i think uh the so uh, play- PS- the PlayStation, playstation has said that they that they are not announcing new hardware I, at at their conference i think year. playstation 5 comes next year I think like end of next year. Like I think November we see the end year? of next year. I I don't know what Xbox's. I I don't know what Xbox's deal is. Sure. I, think I mean, I, not that I know what PlayStation's deal right. is. Look, we I have know. Less of a guess. We know what everyone's <laughs> deal is. I have less of a guess what Xbox is going to do. Yeah, me too. Um, that's a good prediction. My final prediction, which I don't think is actually a good prediction. Uh, actually, I think yours, your prediction right there, is probably the only one that's going to be true. <laughs> um, but uh, my final prediction is Mario Party Switch is announced, and it actually looks cool. It is designed for a modern grown-up party, which means drop-in, drop-out gameplay, fast load times, fun mini-games, and stuff like that. Mario Party Switch, a game that we actually would... A Mario Party game that we would actually want to play. 
um, partially because I think they took a stab at like a party game that you would want to play at a party in one two switch, but it's just too that game demands too much of your attention as you're playing it. Um, that like you have to listen for a lot of cues and like feel like you had to really hold that thing carefully and be like, how many ice cubes do it's I feel It's also not a, like especially fast paced. No. Which I yeah. want in a party game where it's just like, let's just get into those mini games and like, you know, like have fun and pass the controllers around and one, two switch doesn't really accommodate that. Right. And I think that, uh, I think that the switch is maybe like the perfect platform for a Mario party style game. Um, and so like, just, just make it Mario party. Right. Yeah. Uh, that'd be great. You know, uh, this is before we get to our really crazy yeah. predictions. There's a bunch of stuff that I'm assuming we'll hear about that neither of us mentioned. Really, like Fire Emblem, yeah, that is presumably coming out this year. Uh, there's a Yoshi game mm-hmm. that's coming out this year. Uh, these were not mentioned, but I would love to see a new another Rhythm Heaven. Sure. Um, I so, mean, you know me; I always want to see a new Star Tropics. <laughs> yeah, a new Star Tropics. A new. We didn't mention like the uh, retros rumored like Star Fox project. Right. I'm all of these games could be coming out this year. And, and and Pokemon too. So like there are a ton of high profile things that you and I have not uh, I know. I'm yet. I'm really trying not to get like hyped for E3. Last year I went in with I feel like not low expectations, but just I was neutral. And yeah. so I thought E3 was awesome. It was an exciting presentation last year. I'm yeah. really like I can feel myself getting revved up. I know, me and, too. And uh, because it feels like for the first time in many years for Nintendo fans, the pieces are actually in place for it to be like for a lot to happen. Yeah. And, you know, the beginning part of this year has been pretty quiet as far as Nintendo, like big Nintendo releases have have been concerned. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Totally. Uh, and so, like, I, I feel like the back half of the year here has to be stacked. Because um, last year was so good for Nintendo, for big Nintendo first party games. There were a ton of them. Um, and many of them were just amazing, right? Um, some of the best games, uh, you know, and the best versions of the best franchises that, you know, e- ever made. Um, and so I think they, they need to have, a, you know, some stuff in the canon for, for this year. And that's, yeah, I'm trying not to get hyped about it, but like, I am. <laughs> well, even in the stuff we, I mean, Smash is going to be huge. Yeah. Right. So we and we know that that's coming this year. Um. Uh, Pokemon seems like it's coming this year. You know, like the big titles are there. Yeah. Uh, but they're expecting to sell more switches and more software this year than they sold last year. Yeah. Um. So yes, it does feel like something's got to be in the canon. Yeah. So some something big, and you you know. We've mentioned so many big things, uh, and there'll probably still be something on there that surprises us. Mark, speaking of surprises, are you ready for our big, crazy predictions? I am. Would you like me to go first on this, or would you like to go first? Uh, I've been going first. I'll let you go first. Oh, okay. And mine is also not that... Cr- I don't know if mine is, like counts as insane. Emboldened so, yeah. by the excitement for Octopath Traveler, Square Enix and Nintendo jointly announce Super Mario RPG 2. I would love it. And uh, Geno and Mallow, come into Smash! I, <laughs> <laughs> I would love it. Oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah, and I'm not talking a Mario and Luigi game. I'm not talking a Paper Mario game, even though I think either of those are possible, especially Paper Mario. We're going to see another Paper Mario game in like a year, probably. Um, but a Super Mario RPG 2. Is, is it a direct sequel? Yes. 
in the Mushroom Kingdom with those same characters. Wow. That'd be awesome. Here is my prediction. Yes. Uh, Nintendo announced a 3DS remake of Luigi's Mansion that we mm-hmm. learned is being made by Grezzo. Yes. And everybody's reaction to this was, uh? what? Why? Yeah. And why is Next Level Games not working on it if they made Dark of the Moon? Well, I will tell you. What? Is Next Level Games up to, Mark? A new Luigi's Mansion game for Switch. Oh my god, is it uh, Labo compatible and you can build the vacuum cleaner, the poltergust, out of uh, cardboard? Is this part of my million dollar bet? No. Then absolutely. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I I think the reason that that game is coming is because they're priming the pump for a new Luigi's Mansion game. From Next Level Games coming in 2019. That's interesting, especially because I feel like the Luigi's Mansion franchise, there are only two games, <laughs> uh, is uh, not one. Like, I think people like it, but I don't know. I think if you talk to someone who didn't play games, they would have no idea that it existed, right? Yeah, that's why I think you have Next Level Games working on it. Yeah, A right, good developer, you know, mm-hmm. but uh, that it's not going to, like, break the bank. Yeah, it, I suppose it is not unlike Pikmin in that regard, that, like, the people who like it, like it. And the people who don't like it don't know about it. Yeah, and you don't, not every, I mean, Kirby is a franchise mm-hmm. that it's, you know, it hits a triple every year. Sure. You know, it sells well every year, but it ne- is never like the top selling game. Right. But it reliably does sell. And, you know. And ob- I think, I think you need those. Yeah. You need those franchises. Uh, okay. Mark, we came up with a bunch of great predictions. All of them are going to happen. It, it's going to be a great E3. It's going to be. <laughs> I would love to hear everyone else's crazy predictions. Uh, so if you could email those to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. Um, and hey, if you can throw down five, and they've got to be like real risky predictions, and one crazy one, and you get all six of them correct, then you are also in the running for a million dollars. Absolutely. Maybe if we get enough of them, it'd be fun to do another episode that's reading other, like talking about other people's E3 predictions. That would be fun, Mark. Even if we don't have enough for that, I would like to just continue to read them on uh, subsequent episodes. Absolutely. For sure. Um, All right. Let's close out our discussion here. Did I say where people could send those their lists? You their did, predictions? But let's say it again. Okay, well, you can send that to Nintendo Cartridge Society at, at gmail.com. gmail.com. That's our email address and just one of many ways that you can get in touch with us. You can tweet at us. I'm at Patrick underscore Ellers. Mark is at MKE Mitchell. The show is at Nincart Society. We're on Facebook. The Facebook page is just Nintendo Cartridge Society. You can contact us in any of those places if you like the episode please rate review subscribe all that good stuff on apple podcasts we appreciate it tremendously when you do um if you like market minds opinions we write about comic books on retconpunch.com olivia duncan made our logo our theme music is provided by Apit betty you can get more of his music by going to apitbetty.com or by listening right now from my co-host mark mitchell this is patrick ellers saying thanks for listening Campfire.